Hi, everybody. I'm Brittany Lewis with Forbes Breaking News. Joining me now is my colleague, Forbes Senior Editor, Jeff Coughlin. Jeff, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. I first want to extend a big congratulations. The FinTech 50 list has officially dropped, so I'm sure that's a weight off your shoulders. Yep, yep. Great to have it done. And part of that story, or part of that list, rather, you wrote a story about two upstarts attempting to transform the cyber insurance industry, and you detail in the story how these companies have been, quote, reinventing the way cyber insurance is underwritten and managed. So first, can you give us an overview of what the story is about? Absolutely, yeah. So it's about, it's really focusing on these two companies, two fast-growing startups, and really the dynamic going on in the overall market is cyber attacks. You know, ransomware, business email phishing, where people are tricked into paying for a fake invoice for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And this threat is not going away. It's it's hard to manage it's always going to be a risk and so companies realize they need insurance to protect against it just like you need to protect against fires theft um, floods Uh, and so what's happening is more and more companies are paying for cyber insurance and these cyber insurance startups are really using technology to do it in a smarter way to assess risk in a smarter way and to provide better coverage So, Jeff, can you give us the origin story a bit here? How did this type of cybersecurity become a viable business need? Yeah, I would say just the rise in ransomware attacks has caused more of a need for it. And so, you know, I think in the first half of 2023, the average ransomware demand was 1.6 million. And so that cost has gone up and up and up over time. It used to be, you know, in the hundreds of thousands or even lower. But especially during the pandemic, it's gotten worse and worse. And so the need for it has just grown. And even farther back in history, there's been some things like privacy issues or data leaks. Target had a big one many years ago. And these have caused you know, over tens of billions, not tens of billions, but billions of dollars potentially in losses for a lot of these companies. So you uh, profiled two cyber insurance companies, Coalition and AppBay. Can you talk a little bit about them? Sure. So they started around 2017. And one of the things they did really differently is they used technology in a different way to assess risk. So because of the open nature of the internet, you can actually scan companies their websites, their networks, and understand how vulnerable are they to a, uh, a cyber attack. And so what they can do is, and this technology has become more widely available, they can do this scanning. It's almost like going to someone's house and checking their locks and their security system and seeing, okay, this company is has poor security controls. They have kind of a messy network with a bunch of holes in it. And so then they can price the insurance higher. And so they were among the first companies that started using technology to better assess risk. And that's then they can price it more appropriately and figure out how much coverage they can offer at what price. Something when I was reading your profile I noticed is that the coalition CEO and co-founder is a former CIA analyst, mm-hmm. and the AppBay C- CEO and co-founder is a veteran of one of Israel's military cyber intelligence units. Mm-hmm. So is this common or is this just a coincidence for in this space to be formally government trained either through intelligence agencies or the military? Yeah, it's, it is, I believe it's a coincidence. I think that you know, it, it's really it's really surprising that two of the leading companies are both 
uh, former, you know, essentially CIA or CIA equivalent um, with in the case of Ape. And so, yeah, I think it's a coincidence. A lot of the other companies you see, some of the other companies you see, they were security entrepreneurs or tech entrepreneurs, or they were in insurance, insurance, you know, insurance executives. And so I think it's just kind of a, a funny coincidence, but it has made them better able to assess risk, I would say, because they can kind of think like hackers. You know, at Bay and Coalition's founders, they essentially were studying hackers in the CIA and, and in the Israeli military intelligence. And so they learned how to think like hackers. And I think that helped them to really develop the technology that would assess risk better. One of the CEOs that you mentioned in your profile said something to you to the effect of, if your business has a computer and the internet, you need cybersecurity. So obviously, I want to talk about money here because if you need cybersecurity, that's probably coming at a price. What is that price? Yeah, and it ranges. There's a wide range. For these companies at Band Coalition really serve the um, smaller and mid-sized businesses. On average, for them, Coalition tells me that the, costs about $3,000 a year for the premiums. But as the companies go bigger, it can cost a lot more. So if you're looking to get, let's say, $10 million in coverage and you have pretty good security controls, Coalition says that kind of policy might cost $120,000 a year. And if you have poor security controls, the cost only goes up. As more competitors flood the zone here, do you see that these costs will come down anytime they soon? They have been coming down a little bit. So 2023, basically the price for cyber insurance fell about 20%. And so, you know, and it goes up and down with, and this happens in all types of insurance where, you know, there is limited capacity and so prices go up because a lot of insurers are, are become more risk averse and prices go up and you can charge a lot more. And then more competitors come in, like you said, and capacity widens and, and prices come down. So it kind of always fluctuates. But yeah, over the past year, about 20%. Prices fell about 20%. You mentioned earlier in the conversation numbers that start with an M, million. So I want to talk about the flip side here. Let's say you're a company, you get hit with a cyber attack, you are not cyber insured. What is that going to cost you? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. It's it depends on the size of the company always, but you know, let's say and one of the things that actually causes some of the biggest losses is if your operation totally stopped. So there's one example we talk about in the story of a distillery where they had a hacker break in and was able essentially shut down their whole operations. And so they had a lot of lost revenue. And I think the lost revenue was about, it was a smallish business, but it was about $800,000 in, in lost revenue. And then there was a ransomware piece of this where they had to pay the ransom to get back online. That was maybe $600,000. Anyway, the total cost was about $2 million. Luckily for them, they had cyber insurance. And so they didn't have to pay that themselves. Um, and they were only paying, say, twenty, maybe twenty thousand a month in premium. So for twenty thousand a month, they were able to um, get a two million dollar claim paid. 
in your profile, you also quote a CEO saying, I've worked in security for a really long time. This is all I think about, but essentially no one else is really thinking about this. So let's look into the future a bit here. And based on your reporting, do you think more individuals and companies are going to become cyber insured or, uh, or get services like these for protection online? Yeah, I think it will keep growing. I think that because the cyber threat is not going away, it's only growing just like fraud, financial fraud is very similar. So I think it will keep growing. I think that, you know, what everyone worries about is a big catastrophic event. That's what they call it in the industry where, you know, you're going to see billions of dollars in damage. And the scary thing about cyber is it can kind of go viral in a way. There's no geographical borders that prevent uh, a given cyber attack from you know, reaching all parts of the world. It can really spread, it can kind of, and so if, if there's a real critical vulnerability, let's say in a piece of software that's used very, every day by people, and so, you know, there's, I don't think it's, the risk is going away. I think it's still not very well understood, and people worry that it's just gonna, it's going to get bigger. I think people will keep buying cyber insurance. It is the fastest growing area of insurance right now by far. Jeff Coughlin, a big congrats again on the list. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun.